Good afternoon, sports world. What is happening? Chris Dell here from the Family Feud Sports Podcast on Go Baller FFS, here to bring you our NFL Quick Rants Podcast for week 16 of the NFL season. You can catch me at MADD Journalist, that's at Mad Journalist on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sitting here next to my co-host and father, Mr. Alan Dell, a.k.a. the Godfather, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer, and jumping into the Godfather's rant of the week and then into mine in the second segment. And we want you, Sports World, here on Anchor, if you're listening in, call into our station. Let us know what is your biggest sports beef, whether it's the NFL, NBA, or your favorite sport, team, player, etc. And without further ado, Mr. Alan Dell, what are you ranting on? What's your beef for this week? Yeah, well, I think it's time for the folks in Pittsburgh to stop crying and whining and get get on the business. You guys lost the game. I mean, Pittsburgh is known as the Steel City, the Steel Curtain back in the day, the terrible towels, and those terrible towels have now turned into crying towels. Shout out to my man, Live Legendary Derek, with the call-in. Both the, the one against your pick and then thanking you and, and appreciating your pick after the fact. <laughs> you know, you may not like the rule, the, the ball was caught, and the receiver uh, dropped it or didn't have control of it and hit the ground when he hit the ground, and, and that's considered an incomplete pass. If he was a running back, if he was a quarterback, or if he was a receiver who had caught the ball maybe five yards, five yards prior to the goal line and established possession, once he crashed the goal line, it would have been a touchdown, broke the plane, so to speak. But that wasn't that didn't happen. He caught the ball, and as he was trying to break the plane, reach out the ball, he juggled it and hit the ground. And that's an incomplete pass. That's the way the rule is. You may not like the rule, but that's the way it is. And until they change it, uh, you can't you can't blame it. And then there was a comment made. I think it was Bill Belichick from uh, Oh, that's a good one this week. Said uh, I think it was him that said if. if, if that rule wasn't in place, and we'd have fumbles all over the place if you couldn't call it an incomplete pass. And, and Pittsburgh Steelers still had a couple of chances. I mean, they had two downs left. Why is it that that New England always seems to win these games? Like, if you remember in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago when they beat Seattle, they always seem to win these games, and lately Pittsburgh always seems to lose them. I know there's something going on between Ben and, my, and Mike Tomlin. Well, your, boy, your boy Robert Kraft giving Roger Goodell foot rubs at night before they go to bed, or something's going on there between you know greasing hands behind, behind the wheel or whatever the old cliche is, the old adage is, man. Yeah. I, call, call them the terrible towels taken from Charles Barkley's verbatim. But, yeah, we want to talk about the Steelers and obviously – you know, what do they do next? Or what does the NFL, before we get into that, what does the NFL do next? Is this a rule that needs to be fixed? Everyone's saying, oh, we need to review this. We need to fix this. We need to change this, whether it's Steelers fans or people who have been burned by the same play. Uh, my man Live Legendary, what Derek mentioned, that there have been other teams and players burned by this quote-unquote rule this season. You've covered the NFL for many, many years with the Bucks, So you've seen this happen before. Does anything need to change? And if so, what is it? Well, my, Mike Tomlin's on the rules committee, and he wants to talk about it during the offseason. Uh, yeah, he I, made I, that clear in the press conference for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, what, what can be done. I mean, a catch is a catch is a catch, but in the NFL... The unfortunate thing is the NFL is not getting its message across, and a lot of people do not know what a catch is in the NFL. And that's not good for business when, you're, when your fan base, your customers, don't even know a rule, a simple rule, what constitutes a catch. That's not good for business. 
So, but but Pittsburgh needs to think ahead. I mean, they, they've lost what seven out of the last nine to uh, New England. They, they, they're probably going to meet again up in Foxborough. So, do, are the Steelers done? Do they legit? No, I, they, they legit have a chance to win at Foxborough yeah, they, because they, that's what I mean by being done. Can they still beat the yeah, Patriots they, on they, the road? They need to throw away their crying towels. They got to hope that Antonio Brown is back healthy, and and you got to like their chances. I mean, I mean, you got Big Ben, veteran, and if Antonio Brown, the best receiver in the game today. If he's healthy and ready to play, why can't they win up there? They can do it. It's extremely hard. Run the ball and feed the rock to Mr. Le'Veon Bell. That's what they need to do to win that game if they want to win. But, uh, I mean, I can't see uh, Jacksonville beating Pittsburgh on the way to the AFC title game. Is That's the way it's shaping up. We'll see what happens. Mr. Blake Bord is looking like the best quarterback in the NFL these last few weeks. Top QBR rating. And we'll be back, Sports World, with part two of our NFL Quick Rants. Call into our station. Let us know what is your biggest sports beef. Sports World, welcome back to part two of our NFL Quick Rants podcast for week 16 of the NFL season. Transitioning here from week 15 and sticking to the AFC North, you mentioned the terrible towels. I'm going to mention my beloved Cincinnati Bungles and make this half rant, half celebration. Sayonara Marvin freaking Lewis, head coach of so many, too many freaking years in Cincinnati, Ohio finally admits and says that he's leaving the franchise reports say at least he's been a little coy in front of the microphone to say the least about a week and a half since this news came out but it looks like it's official Mike Brown and the Brown family finally doing something competent after decades of nothing but incompetence in that matter. And I just want to point out that you're going to see many tributes. You're going to see many people paying homage and respect to Marvin Lewis being head coach of the Bengals for 15 plus seasons. And I'm here to tell you here first, folks, sports world, that that is complete BS. Marvin Lewis brought absolutely zero to the franchise and rode the hype and success he had as defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens with Ray Lewis and that Trent Trent Dilfer quarterback-led squad when they had one of the best defenses of all time and won that Super Bowl. Marvin Lewis took that credit and ran with it, and kudos to him (laughs) piggybacking off the success and hype of that team and getting a job that pays way more dollar signs at the end of the day for him. But you look at his overall tenure in Cincinnati, and man, I know you've seen a lot of bad coaches yourself, Mr. Allen Dell, the godfather, sitting there in Tampa Bay with Greg Schiano. And just mentioning a whole slew of other people that have come and go since John Gruden left that organization. And, man, you talk about the string of DUIs, BUIs, yeah, boating under the influences, driving under the influences for a string of years with the Bengals led in offseason arrests and disciplinary issues for too, met, for too much time. You talk about the tolerance of incompetence. A guy like Vontez Burfitt, who should have been kicked off the team years ago, but yet Marvin Lewis continues to give him a chance, continues to give him a chance. There's a difference between love and and tough love, and sometimes you're just enabling people by letting them continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. This is the same coach that would not step aside and let Mike Zimmer become the head coach of the Bengals, even though Marvin Lewis knew deep down inside that it was Mike Zimmer's time to shine, and you've seen what he's been able to do over with the Minnesota Vikings. What are your thoughts on this? Is this finally time for Cincinnati to move on, or do they even have a chance to move on for this, or they have to just rebuild? What are your thoughts on this move, Mr. Allen Somebody asked me the other day, would you want to coach next year? And he said, sure, so who knows what's going to happen. But wait a minute now. Okay, he's had a rough time, 0-7 in the playoffs. But wasn't that franchise a mess, a total mess, when he became 
head coach, and he did take him to the playoffs. I yeah, mean, he took him to the playoffs with one of the top three quarterbacks in the league at the time, which was Carson Palmer, Heisman winner coming out of USC, benched him the entire rookie year when he probably should have played instead of John Kitna that season. Let's not forget about that year. And then moving into the first playoff appearance, 2005, yeah, that was probably the most promising year they had with Chad Johnson was the top receiver, one of the top receivers in the NFL, as well as TJ Hushmanzada. And then Rudy Johnson, one of the top running backs in the NFL at the time. They had Peter Warwick there. I, I, don't, I don't think at that time he might have moved on to Seattle when they had made the Super Bowl that year. But just looking at everything from top to bottom, the Cincinnati Bengals, 2005, 2009, and then five straight years from 2011 to 2015 making the playoffs. And I'll tell you, one, the only thing worse than making the playoffs five years in a row is when you lose in the first round five years in a row. And that's Marvin Lewis's history and legacy in Cincinnati is that he was 0-7 when it mattered. Zero wins, seven losses. You tell me you can't flip a coin and get heads or tails on one of those, but you're going to get a loss every single time and not one victory. And the one game they had that they should have won against the Los Angeles Chargers a few years back and all the penalties at the end of the game, Pac-Man Jones, Vontez Berthick, unsportsmanlike conduct, their games, these are some of these games that they should have straight up won and did not win because of poor disciplinary actions by players, which is a straight reflection of the head coach and Marvin Lewis. Absolutely ridiculous. He was a good coach at the beginning, but his stay was way too long. It was far too extended by Mike Brown, continuing to just enable mediocrity and just subpar overall football play in Cincinnati. I think Bengals fans finally have a reason to rejoice. However, throw this caveat in there. They should not be bringing up anyone from the current staff. They need to clean house and bring new people in there. The Bengals have been outscored 64 to 17 the last two weeks. You tell me if there's any reason for optimism. Next step, get rid of Andy Dalton because if he's not gone in two to three weeks from now when the season's over, I'm going to be going a 10-minute rant just on that topic alone. We appreciate your ear sports world. Call and let us know what's your biggest sports beef.